Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where we talk about the Arizona Cardinals in the metropolitan Phoenix area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is a man who not only played professional baseball, but also played in the National Football League. He was a part of that first National Football League team uh, for the Atlanta Falcons that went to the Super Bowl. And, you know, some things happened there. And he is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Hey man, we just we try to plug through this season, brother Jack. It's been a obviously we're gonna talk a little hard knocks and what this season has entailed, but it's bro, it's 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 a, it's rough. It's it is. it's rough over there in that locker room. I tell you, it is, and it, it is. And so some of those things, I definitely want to get your thoughts on that since you were on the gridiron, as they say. Uh, we do this thing twice a week on on Mondays. We review the most recent game and give our thoughts and reaction to it. And then on Thursdays, we typically look ahead to the next opponent. This is a lost season, though. But so, but th- this is unique in the sense that the uh, the Arizona Cardinals are a part of the Hard Knocks in season series, and so we've been giving our thoughts and then if, and then talking about some of the things that are going on in terms of as the week has progressed. The the Arizona Cardinals played recently on Monday night, so this episode of hard knocks in season was was uh, recapping leading up to that so um I, I definitely so two things i want to talk about your thoughts on some of the episodes on the episode today and then some happening some news that that came down as we record yeah. this uh in terms of with the hierarchy uh with the arizona cardinals in terms of upper management so we'll get into that in just a moment but first Let's talk about this. So this episode, and again, it's, you have to keep in mind that hard knocks is a show. It's, it's for entertainment. And it was very clear. Yes. One thing that DeAndre Hopkins was going to be spotlighted. He was going to be highlighted this, this episode. And so, <laughs> and there was a little bit more of a deeper, somewhat of a deeper look into Cliff Kingsbury. And I want to get into that, especially uh, since you, since you just finished watching it, the, the end of uh, the end of that game. And then some of the, you talked about this on the last show about his body language on the sideline, just, just, uh, so we'll get into that a bit, but are there any, uh, are there any things that stuck out to you before I start to pepper you with some questions and things I saw and uh, so, yeah, so what 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 were some of your takeaways from this episode? Yeah, the, the biggest takeaway for me, obviously, it is, it, it is entertainment. And it was interesting. The show started. I'm sitting there watching it. And the first thing came to my mind was, oh, my God, here they go with these sappy features again on the players. I want to see more about what's going on in the locker room and this, that, and that thing. And then when I realized it was DeAndre Hopkins and his mother and her story, Right, and then you know, the, you know, being blinded by another woman, 
throwing something in her face over a man, you know, 20 years ago. And, you know, she lost her sight, almost lost her life, et cetera, et cetera. As soon as she started speaking and I realized what they were talking about, I said to myself, you idiot, this is going to be a great episode in terms of the actual feature. Okay. Um, her story is amazing. Um, you know, D hop, you, you and I, you know, we, we have our relationships with our mothers, um, yep. some yep. different than others. You know, yep. when I'm sitting here and I'm watching and I'm seeing the love that he had for his mother and everything she went through and man, it warmed my heart to be honest with you, because no matter what you do for a, a living and, you know, some people are blessed to be professional athletes, doctors, lawyers, this and other thing. When, when you take it to the, I guess the core, man, it was nice to see a mother and his son and her son and uh-huh. everything she's been through. And, and so that was the one thing that kind of caught my attention. And I was like, man, this is, you know, I enjoyed watching that part. Other parts I didn't enjoy, you know, you know, my take on JJ Watt, um, you know, he's, they gonna he's gonna find that camera. He's gonna make well, sure. Okay, so let me say go this. Ahead, so okay, so I know. And if those for those of you who are who are uh, new to the show, welcome. We hope that you uh, stick around and, and and continue to enjoy us. But that is one of that that is one of Easy's things. Is is JJ Watt? JJ Watt knows where the cameras are, and he is he's JJ Watt. But what in this about, situation, he can't help it because yeah, it is but, a show. And it is entertainment. So. This is true. But what about where he's where he's kind of coaching up or encouraging his rookie teammate? Isn't isn't that something that you can say, all right, JJ, that's how it go down. Come on, man. If you say so. I'm <laughs> just saying he he knows where the camera is and it's gonna be. And I'm not saying he puts on a production, but I me personally, I'm just tired of it. I, you know, that's just my my yeah. he's, who am I to talk about? Uh, a man of the year, Walter Payton man of the year, his career. No, I'm being honest in this, okay. you know, and I don't know, maybe it's, it's just my take on, like I said, some of his past dealing, you know, the fact that we always have to know how many weights he's lifting. He's jumping in Lake Minnetonka and stuff like that, you know, so I'm just over it to this point, but right. to your point, he was tutoring. He is a good dude. And a lot of people in the league respect him. I'm just, you know, over the ride to the, facility with him you know and so but you know I, and then you know you can speak on Kingsbury yourself too uh what you saw and any questions you have but yeah uh, for me and I think I mentioned this earlier uh, in the previous uh, uh podcast man that dude I mean you can see on the sideline it's, it's eating him up yeah and there were I mean some of his players are coming over to him and trying to give him dap and lug and love and you're like hey man we got you and you can tell he's just like Oh man, how many times we go through this? Yeah. This is, this is so here, so so along those lines, so one of the, so the episode starts off. You see him kind of getting up early in the morning, getting there to the facility, and and that's and that's a lot of coaches. Have you found that to be true? The the coaches getting there. I think what's I think what's cool, which would seem to be more healthy is not the right word, but just in terms of just trying trying to stay fit, if a fit body, fit mind, that type of thing, where a lot of these coaches, they're going in, they probably, they might be going in, I would imagine at four in the morning, but they're going in maybe with some hoagies or doing some things and they still stress that they eating and eating and they eat and they stress, but trying to maybe stay fit to be able to, to be able to be active. That was one thing that just kind of struck me as I mean, it's kind of cool to see as opposed to just going in and, and hitting, burning the, as you're trying to burn the candle on both ends. Am I way off on that one? 
No, you. I mean, you're talking about Kingsbury, man. That dude should be like an Armani model or something like that. This, I mean, <laughs> you know, you look at most coaches, Jay, they don't look like him. So he's trying to keep it tight and right right now. You know, you give him another 15, 20 years in the league, and, you know, you put a pack on a couple extra LBs and stuff like that, and you get into them mid-50s and it's wet. Because here's the thing. You can tell, like I said, it's wearing on them. You it don't is. stay young when stuff like this wears on you. Yeah. You know, there there are a lot of old, old looking doctors and accountants and lawyers because they live a hard life, bro. And this this profession, being an NFL head coach, and there's a reason why there's a lot of burnout. There's a reason why a lot of guys are doing it and getting out, going to broadcasting and finding out I never want to go back and do that again because it is such a hard life. It ages you. You can look at some of these head coaches that started up so fresh and young and you know, give them fifteen years. Uh, in the league, and you can tell, bro, it, it 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 sucks the life out of you. Right now, he's still young and spry, you know, so it's easy for him to get up and hit that gym and, you know, doing the ropes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but if, if he's fortunate enough to get another 10 in, you'll you'll see him. He'll, he'll And I'm not saying he might be getting up at the same time in the morning, but he'll be a little less spry, drag, his tail will be dragging a little bit, yeah. and, you know, Depending on your situation, the weight of the world and the worry, you can see it in the face and in the eyes. So speaking of the weight of the world, so this, of course, it, it documented the beginning of the week. And, of course, during the game, the 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 injury to Kyler Murray, the non-contact injury that result that we know now, the ACL. And you could see just the so the reaction from some of his teammates, uh, the, the, the support in terms of the emotional support there on the field. Let's go and try to get this one. Uh, the accountability that, that at least on the sidelines that DeAndre Hopkins had, you know, that was my fault. That was my bad. And we talked about maybe some of the carelessness that, that involved with plays like that, because that's something that D hop does. He makes a spectacular catch, but he also, as you alluded to last time, carries it like, carries the ball like a loaf of bread. But what was interesting to me yeah. is that, when there was that that fight that the interception uh, that that Colt McCoy threw, where he just he underthrew D Hop, and you could see yeah hit as he was throwing it yeah yeah you you could see the the just that look on Cliff Kingsbury's face he was just dejected and and then as the game is going on and he's just and he's just trying to he's, you just see that look on his face that he's trying to hold it together. And all right, cool. We got this. All right, cool. Hey, coach, we got your back. One of the players comes on. We, you know, we, we ride with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, cool. That's the, yeah. All right, cool. And he's, and there was that moment where the camera is on him and it's, I think he's just, what is going on here? What is going on? And then he, try, then he takes the moment and he encourages Colt McCoy and said, Hey, you played a hell of a game, those types of things. But what's, but, and of course I want you to comment on that, but what is interesting to me is and this is, this might be where going into the off season, you know, if he gets another chance to, to in terms of next season to be able to run the all the off season activities and things, and he says, "I try to treat y'all like men. I try to treat I treat y'all like men because that's the way it's supposed to be. You know what to do. We need to. These are the things that we need to do. You're doing these things, but we have these mistakes, and we can't have these mistakes. And, and it's and I don't know if that was his way of of trying to rip a hole in them, but it, that that crack in the we all wear a mask like Dorian Gray. If you ever read that book, the, the book, mm-hmm. the, 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 yeah. uh, the picture of Dorian Gray, but the mask cracked a bit because he's thinking, I'm trying to treat y'all like, man, I'm trying to do, I can't be riding y'all butts all the time. What were you, what were your thoughts in terms of the two different scenes, if you will, that I, that I kind of uh, described? 
Well, I'll go with the Kingsbury one first, you know, and, you know, you remember when you were kids and you watched those Kung Fu movies when the, the mouth didn't match the words that were coming out and stuff like that, okay. and you knew it was dubbed, right? Ooh, now, okay. in this instance, if this was a Kung Fu movie and we could dub it, instead of him sitting, like, if I was sitting there and I was doing the editing and saying, instead of him saying, I'm trying to teach you, I'm teach you guys like men, I would have said, it would have been like, equals. And that's the wrong Ooh. Oh, that that's powerful. I think, that's powerful. Yes, he's trying to treat the he 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 wants to say men. You don't have to treat men like men. You know, the, you know, we all know. The, unless you come in and punk me every day, you know, I'm a man. You know, you should treat me how you want to treat me, right? Right. He's using the phrase "I want to treat you like men." In <laughs> reality, he's been trying to treat them like equals oh. instead of treating them like he's the authority. And guys need to measure up to his expectations. Mm. And for me, it's one of those things. That's what we talked about the D hop thing. That was, I said, the way he carried that ball was totally, it was reckless and it was undisciplined. Yes. You only get away with that. If the authority allows you to get away with that during mm. practice, when these guys, you watch how the Cardinals practice it, you know, a lot of gagging out there, they throw a ball, they catch it, and everybody's kind of jump. When I played Jay, and I'm not trying to be that old man on the get off my lawn, right. when I played under Dan Reeves or certain coaches, when you caught a ball, it was like, I need you to catch it and pretend this is game action. I need you to give me a 15, 20, whatever yard sprint, like you just caught it. It's not catch it and then turn and, you know, just try it. Now, it's catch, turn up the field, and even if we're doing thud practicing, run through some of those tackles. And right. I want you sprinting. You know, like you're trying to get to the end zone, that type of thing. And it's ball protection. It's these things that are – you know how Cliff talked about that we keep talking and doing these things, don't practice, and I need you to transform them into the game. Well, if you're not practicing like a professional and a pro, mm. you're not going to play like a professional and a pro on Sunday. So some of this falls back on him in terms of the discipline and what he allows. Like I said, you need a – now there are certain veteran teams you don't have to ride them. If you got an old head team, guys have been around the block a few times, you, you know, you ease up on a little bit. We got a mixture on this team. We got too much old, but then we got a lot of young out there, and these guys are watching some of the older guys, and the tendencies and the things they're doing in practice are rubbing off on the game. The thing, like I said, I keep going back to what D-Hop did, how careless he was with the ball. The only reason you do that is because you do it during the week. Then you get mm. in the game, and you're running around like it's a loaf of bread, and it literally just pops out of your hand. And that was the turning point in the game. He yeah. knew it. His own mama knew it. Everybody knew it. But like I said, Cliff and his terminology, he's off for me. Like I said, I ain't trying to treat you like men. I should have said I'm trying tired of treating you guys like equals. From now, from this point forward, I'm going to start putting my foot in some people's behinds because yeah. this is no longer tolerated. You know, we've all been there, Jay, when mom and dad had to lay the law down. Yeah. Did that sound like he was laying the law down? That no. sounded like dudes probably after he left out of the room, they were like, you see Cliff trying to get hard on us? That type of thing. So for me, it said a lot, the word that he used, because as soon as he said it, like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to teach you guys, like, man, like, the first thing that came to my mind was trying, you've been treating them like equals, and that's not how it rolls Ooh. when you're the man of authority. Ooh, man, that. You've been the last couple of weeks, man. You've been saying some words, man. You've been saying <laughs> goodness, great. some messages in what you're saying there, man. All right, so it, it the the on the sideline, 
in terms of in some of these in some of these rooms where we're where where you're where you're the the meetings the position meetings how do you feel about the tone in ter- again what we're seeing limited things in terms of what's going on but the the tone mm-hmm. in some of these meetings that from what we're able to see from what they're showing us um with with the season you know really being decided it's about what are you going to bring to the table in that sense did anything stick out to you we saw the wide receivers we saw the the quarterback room uh we saw the what was it the wide receivers quarterbacks didn't see the the cornerbacks um but it was so in terms of on that also saw the the defensive side of the ball with Vance Joseph so anything that stick out to you in terms of that reminded you of man if this give you a flashback if that was me in that position room it would have been a different tone or was that, was that pretty consistent? Now the thing that sticks out to me, Jay, is it's from whatever week we picked this up and they, you know, they've gone back even before they started you know, doing the show. It was like, they went all the way back to the Raiders game. The message has stayed the same, which it, it's, it, it's the same old thing each week. You know, we know what we need, you know, you joke about what you know what we need to do. Everybody good? Good. We need to get, you know, we need to play better. We need to do that. There, at this point in the season, Jay, and I'll dare I say, toward the end of that game, watching it in a second scope from the hard knocks uh, uh, lens, um, I'm not going to say I saw guys quit out there, but I saw guys whose hearts were definitely, there was like, and here's the thing. You get to a point at this time of the season when you got four wins and you're going down the toilet again in, in the ninth loss, yeah. it's hard to keep your head up. I saw some dudes that just, here's the word I will use. I saw some dudes and coaches that honestly looked defeated. Ooh. Like, man, I mean, because I've been there before. I've been on some bad teams. I was on a 1-17 in, in the 97 before we turned it around with the, the Falcons. Those first eight games, bro, we found every single way possible to lose a game. And it was, you know, it was my first experience here. Coach Reed trying to turn this thing around. Man, it's just like, oh, my God. And then you start worrying about your job. You know, am I secure here? You got guys that are out there. And we're th- this was a season. It's one thing if you're the Houston uh, Texans. You know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody wants to pretend like, man, if we do this, this, we can win. There are certain teams. You look at the Houston Texans, and they knew from day one, we stink. You know, we would be lucky to win this money games. You know, the Cardinals had playoff aspiration. Dare I say, probably some of them in the room thinking we went to the playoffs next year or last mm-hmm. year. Let's take that next step. We're going to be in the, you know, who knows? We might even win the NFC. You get to the Super Bowl for a season to turn out like this. This is the dangerous time when we always, when you and I talk about guys starting to make business decisions, but the worst part is when guys just, are just totally defeated because that's when you really start to lose the whole team and what that can do. And we've already already seen with the, the Murray injury, I get guaranteed their guys are already thinking about next year. Mm-hmm. How, if it's this bad now, what is that? And you don't want that creeping into your organization and into your coaching staff. Cause you know what happens all of a sudden coaches will start thinking, here's how it starts to fracture. Coaches okay. are looking around like, man, this was bad this year. We're going to go into an offseason. I don't even know what the hell is going to happen to Cliff. You know what? I might as well – I might want to start putting my resume together mm. to you know, maybe beat them to the punch, you know. But these are the things that start creeping in everybody's mind. Players aren't just thinking about that. Front office people are thinking about that. Uh, uh, you know, coaches on the staff are thinking about that. Yeah. So 
what it does is this type of environment, bro, it can, it can breathe just, just de- like, like I said, desperation. And it just, it, it can suck a good organization down to the depths. And we always talk about, man, it can't get much worse than this. Yes, it can. We've been there before in years past. Yeah. And what I'm afraid of is it looks like total despair and it, it sounds like total despair. And you can, I guarantee you there are people within the walls of, you know, every office and in the locker room. It's just like, man, this is really getting bad. And it can, like I say, it can just, you know, it just turn so bad. And sometimes it takes years to recover from it, Jay. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's get into speaking of getting bad. Uh, the, You've been, you've been in the locker rooms. You've been in the clubhouses. The, from a player's, from a player perspective, especially because oftentimes, especially if there's not, uh, if there's no guaranteed contract that's going, that you have going in, uh, because in the NFL, it's about what you get up front, not necessarily with those guaranteed, because there are no guaranteed contracts unless you're one of very, very, very few. You're, you're always kind of playing, making sure you're trying to give your best effort and the, and the stress, I would imagine, really starts to weigh on you. Um, what I'm getting to is, and that goes not only for players, I would imagine, but also for coaching staff and also for, and also for management as well. What came down today was that the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm, I'm reading a quote, it was uh, reported initially from, uh, from Arizona, on Arizona, Arizona sports, uh, uh, com from Tyler Drake, Arizona Cardinals general manager, Steve Kahn is currently on a health related leave of absence. The team released a statement today uh, as we record this. And the first thing I thought of is because I, again, not, not the same, not the same type of pressure because I, this is, this is the, the small way in which I can relate. I was in a corporate job where every month there were sales metrics to meet every month. So mm-hmm. if I had a, if I had a good January, that's good. But what's February look like? Matter of fact, while you at it, what's yeah. March and April look like? Let's get this going. What's it look like? Matter of fact, Let's look at September because we want to make sure, because as we're trying to make sure from a macro sense that we're getting the, that we're hitting our metrics. So we can have a down July, but you better go, come strong in September and October. And so I want me, it's so you're, it's always, uh, the, it, it's always a show, it's always what have you done for me lately? And in terms of it's, mm-hmm. it, in terms of how you look at that. So I, again, I don't know. And, and as uh, I was listening to Gambo, uh, uh, Burns and Gambo a little earlier and I echo their sentiments where, Despite how we're critical of of Steve Kime, you just want the dude to be good. You you, you don't want to wish bad on people. But I, I I mean, what were your thoughts when you heard about this? Because and I and I want to make sure. So we have so in in his absence, there what is it in the interim basis? And this is also again, I'm, I'm kind of quoting some of this. Uh, the vice president of player personnel, Quentin Harris, and vice president of pro personnel, Adrian Wilson, will be will be uh, kind of filling his role in, on an interim basis. But what were your thoughts when you heard that news? Well, first off, you know, thoughts and prayers to Kime. I hope it's nothing serious. Um, you know, we um, we can only speculate at this time because they basically put out a comment that there would be no further, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the on the subject. Because of, I guess, confidential or whatever it is, you know, and it's like, HIPAA. so yeah, HIPAA. it gets everybody to, HIPAA, it gets everybody to start wondering what the, what's going on. My biggest question is the timing of it. Right. I don't know if what's going on, and I'm not even going to speculate. I, and, and at this point in the season, Jay, think about this too. I'll throw this out at you. Four games to go now. Mm-hmm. We're four and nine. Yeah. There, there's 
you know, trade deadline is way past. Yeah. Um, the only thing that you're as a GM, you're you're trying to think about next year now, but you can't do anything till you finish this crappy four and nine out. Right. Uh, so if there's players to bring in, it's literally, hey, we need a couple dudes. Let's do a workout on Monday. Hey, we need a tight end. We need a this. Bring them in. It looks good. Sign them. Let's see if we can get through these four. So this, at this and those, point in time, and those two gentlemen should be able to handle that. The, those should be able to do that. So, right. you know, as far as time stepping away, there's not much as a GM that you can do at this point anyway. You can't improve the team. You can't go back and redo games to, to see if you can, you know, maybe get a better record or anything like that. We're at four and nine. We've already figured it out. It's going to be a losing season. The best they can do is eight and nine. Thank you for that crown, by the way. Yeah, um, welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, until we find out what is going on with them, the only thing we can do is wish them the best. And at in due time, whether it's the Cardinals making a statement or Kyle himself or publishers or whatever it is, I'm not willing to, you know, to, to guess on people's futures and what's going on. If I don't know, I was going to tell you, I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with them. The only thing, the biggest thing for me, I'm curious about the timing of it. We'll see what it all means. But as far as his job, this is so late in the season. The season is so bad. There's not much. The only thing he can do at this point, bro, is keep uh, Bidwell company up in, in the booth, uh, up in the suites, I should say, because, yeah. you know, this one's going down the toilet. You know, the, the little things that they have to do to, you know, now obviously they'll probably – the, the one thing you, you think about is guys – with their expiring contracts and this and that, maybe you want to try to get a head start on trying to re-sign some of your, you know, free agents to be and stuff like that. But there's not much on his plate at this time. If he's going to step away in a season like this, now is the time to do it. So whatever is going on, maybe he gets that corrected in order. So once this season is over, you know, a little brief period leading up to the Super Bowl and stuff like that, but it's going to be all hands on deck to try to figure out, what you do with Kyler going down, you know, figure out his time frame. Uh, where are some of our biggest holes to fill in free agency? What right. do we need to do with the threat? These are all things that are coming down the line. Uh, right now, there's nothing that much, not much that uh, Kyle can do. So, like I said, all we can do is wish him well. Yeah, definitely wish him well. And, and, and when you add in whatever it is that he's dealing with on a personal level, with, again, with the stressors of, my start, my quarterback that we just guaranteed a quarter of a billion dollars to. We got all these different yes. things that are going on. I know I'm going to have to retool the roster. And so whatever that personal stuff is, that weighs, if you think of, of scales, so that weighs heavy. But then you add in the, uh, the, uh, the stuff with the team. And I, I, I just can't imagine again, the stress, the stress. You just can't, you can't enjoy it's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of the economic term uh, for it, but it's, it's diminishing returns, meaning that even yeah. if I'm getting the, even if I get a victory, even if I get a victory from Colt McCoy, it's still diminishing returns because I still got to worry about what's going on with the draft. Should we get a better draft? All those, all those things. So, so I just wanted to kind of mention that and we, and we definitely wish him well. So it, there's, yeah. there's business at hand to be able to take care of. Uh, <laughs> what is, what is the term ride high or whatever it is? Broncos ride. Let's ride. Mm-hmm. So, so it looks like Broncos, uh, country. Let's ride. Bron- <laughs> Broncos country. Let's ride. So the Denver Broncos are the next opponent. The it's, uh, Russell Wilson did not practice. He had that uh, dealing with uh, being in concussion protocol. It, I mean, it's it's all academic now. I mean, it, you you said let's try to get the best draft draft uh, pick. You also want to see who's going to these people who are going to be these players who are going to be getting more shine or just 
a, a harder look to see how hard they're going, even in a lost season. All those things going on. Fans, fans are looking at it saying we need to we need a new coach. We we want to make sure that we want to see who's going to be playing hard to be able to be uh, part of this hashtag bird gang. How do you see this game playing out, especially when they're they're going to? Uh, Denver to the Maha Stadium, and so being able to to combat in the in in that altitude is going to be a challenge to say the least. Yeah, this is one of those games, bro. Three and nine, I mean four and nine Cardinals, three and ten Broncos. Nobody would have ever thought this, and the fact that we're going no. up there right now, currently as a favorite, I think we're one point uh, favorite going up there. Doesn't that just that say just how bad that higher? Yeah, that higher. For, of Hackett yeah. and how poorly yeah. Wilson has done, but you know whatever the combination, however you want to divvy up that 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 uh, blame for sure. This is one of those games, bro, that you almost you don't even want to predict it. I mean, it's so bad, and but you know we all have to. Everybody has to play these out. And what I'm going to be curious to watch, and I'm not going to be looking at the final score. I'll be honest with you. Right. I'm going to be watching guys out there on the field who's flying around. Um, who looks like they're protecting themselves a little bit. Uh, do you see guys on the bench, heads down, you know, whatever? Those are the things I'm going to look at because that will tell me a lot and also tell this coaching staff a lot about the players that they have on the roster, um, you know, who's in who's in the trenches with you through thick and thin. And, you know, as far as wins and losses at this point, you and I talked about this last week, uh, it's, it's different. You know, front office, and I just checked it, Jay, the – Cardinals are currently in the sixth spot. They moved yeah. up a spot in the yeah. draft. Yeah. So, you know, it's almost like, well, do you want to mess this up and win a couple games and fall from six to 11 or 12 or something stupid like that? Man. And, you know, these are the things that as fans, you know, there's certain fans, well, we need to finish this strong. And the other ones are like, you know, we need to, you know, that's a good draft pick we got there. We, who knows? We could be up to five or four. We keep this up, yeah. you know. And then you got front office. They've got their own agendas, you know, and obviously we're kind of being out a little bit now, but um, it's going to be really interesting, the mix that we get down here. Uh, do you start sitting Buda Baker to protect him from himself? J.J. Watt might, you know, unless he's chasing numbers or incentives, it might be good for him. I don't even know what his contract status is at this point. I thought it was a two-year deal that he signed. Maybe he has an option for three, right. but, you know, do you start – here's the other thing too, Jay, and this is one of those – this is one of those seedy things. This is this is behind. This is going way behind Uh-oh. the curtain. There are certain like they're looking at certain players. Oh, that, I know. I bet I know what you're you going to say. Go ahead, got, go ahead. Go ahead. We got no plan for this dude in 2023 at all. Okay. And we know our goal is to get him through this season without an injury because if he's injured, Ooh. you know, you might have to carry him. You might have to, you know, pay him up a payout, something like that. You know, but. Roster bonuses, things like that. I thought you were thinking that about. The I, evil, thought you, I thought you were thinking about uh, incentives. Some of the incentives that are in those contracts. Those well. are. That's the other thing. That is the other thing. And, and players will let you know. He's like, I, I need five more catches to get my, you know, hundred grand or whatever. But there are coaches. There are. There. Believe. Look at this, Jake. You know, businesses. They try to figure out how to trim some of the fat yes, from sir. the the. There are people up in the front office, and I'm yeah. lying to you not. Yeah. They've got those sheets out, and they're looking, and they're tabbing this out. You know, if he gets six more catches, we owe him two hundred fifty grand. You know what happens? All of a sudden, he gets a little less playing time, Ooh. and you know, sitting in those. Maybe he's out there 
for run plays, he's not out there getting a whole lot of snaps running routes. You know, percentage of snaps in a season, sacks, uh, you know, all these different things, along with the organization not wanting to be on the hook for a dude who gets injured in week 16, 17, or 18. Now you got to carry him into the offseason or give him, uh, you know, a buyout or something like that. Yeah, you see the rubbing that shoulder? I'm yeah. telling you, bro. So there's, these are all the business decisions that people forget. And I just use the word. It, it is a business, bro. And yeah. what the bottom line is they're trying to figure out how do we cut costs? How do we, you know, plan for 2023 and beyond, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So a lot of those things are being discussed in the back rooms right now. Indeed. Indeed. So, whew. all right. So I, man, I, I guess the Cardinals win. I mean, I get just by default because I just I don't trust them it either. It's it's not going to be a good game. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It, I, yeah, yeah. It's not going to be a good game. I think so, Colt McCoy is better than Russell Wilson right now. Anyway, I believe so Colt you're playing because right. obviously we, you know Colt and who or their backup, whoever he is. So I mean, Cardinals might win this one and mess themselves up for a draft pick. <laughs> Man, oh my goodness. Yeah. So all right. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith. <laughs> I am Javon Adams, and we are presented by Bet Online, and we'll be back after this game. I mean, we'll, we'll give you our thoughts, and it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, as we always like to say around this time, please tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here. Wherever you are listening, let them know. We're also available on the SiriusXM app as well. Just uh, search Believe, B-L-E-A-V, and then put in the Cardinals, and you will be able to get us. So, as we always like to say around this time, are you kidding until we see you again, be easy out there. And hopefully you got some other watching options on uh, <laughs> Sunday at 2 o'clock out here. If you got the split screens and stuff like that, good for you. You know, the NFL Network, so you can watch some something other than that garbage game is going to be open. Let's ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.